Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. From the worst podcast in Canada, we're coming at you with four spooky episodes. How many? Four. Count them. One, two, three, four. Holy shit. We got body horror. We got classic horror. We got slasher horror. We got ghostly horror. Releasing an episode a week for four weeks. Maybe six. Who knows? We can't count. Math isn't real. We've been on paint thinner for weeks. Hey, guys. What's going on? Are you guys recording without me? Hey, Josh. What has two legs and flies? Half a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Why would it it fly? It has flies. Because it's dead. Oh, I see. see. Alright everybody, it is Weird Movie Night. We are the worst podcast in Canada. My name is Josh McSween. Cross the room on a lifelong journey for the highest quality urine, Travis Dart. Hey, that's me. And sitting next to me, cleverly disguised as an as a functional adult and hating every minute of it, Devin Penner. This is correct. <laughs> um and sitting way across the room from me is Brandy Bailey, our Lord and Savior <laughs> producer. Hello. Thanks for being so nice to me. Yeah. And bringing it back to the man with nipples on his knees, Josh McSween. You got nipples <laughs> on your knees? We don't nipples. Talk about that. Is that is that's very apropos? Did you get in a teleportation machine with a couple of severed nipples? No, I just <laughs> got in a bar fight in Mundare. <laughs> What's the sausage place called? Did he graft some nipples on your knees? Yeah, Stanichki's. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I don't want that sausage. <laughs> it is apropos because we are watching The Fly from 1986. Hell yeah. Jeff Goldblum. In our... S- and Gina Davis. Oh, and Gina Davis. Yeah, yeah. but they both look the same, we've just noticed. Like, we've got yeah, the side really... angle on, the, on, on Shutter. You can't tell the difference between Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. I mean, height, and that's about it. They got the same chin, the same hair, the same pecs. Jeff's got, like, a, <laughs> a higher arched nose. That's it. But yeah, they're both and there. a bit more stubble than Gina Davis. They're either both mm-hmm. very pretty or both very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cronenberg classic. I've never seen it. I yeah, think. I think I'm the only one in the room that has seen it. I've only seen it once, but yeah, it's an, it is so high up there for body horror. Just just incredible. Uh, yeah, it's 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 Cronenberg. It's the master at his craft right here, and. Um, yeah, it's gross. It's great. Lots of ton- tons of practical effects. Uh, we're gonna you're gonna be hearing a lot of ugh, ugh, and squishy fuck. noises. Squishy, yeah, you're yeah, be squishy hearing noises. a lot of squishies. There will be a fair amount of fucking squishing for sure. To be fair, whenever the three slash four of us are in the room, there's a lot of squishing noises. So, oh, neat. This movie is the source of the quotable quote: "Be afraid. Be very afraid." Oh, really? really? Apparently, no kidding. You find all kinds of things when you do research during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb gave it a 7.6, but that's not really relevant. That's not what ah, fuck for. It got an Oscar, so they I think they can... It did? Rightfully tell IMDb to blow it out their ass. <laughs> what, what Oscar did it win? Um, best makeup. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Well, thank sense. God, yeah. <laughs> Aren't horror movies usually like shunned at those kind of events? Most of them. Hmm? Well... It's a shame because good. there's a lot of really fucking good horror movies. Yeah, there's out there. loads with oh, a lot absolutely. of really good effects. Absolutely, like yeah, like, like Hereditary deserved at least so- something for fuck's sakes. Yeah, Hereditary, Mid- Midsummer. There's so many like higher level 
horror movies. I mean, I'm glad, like, a couple of years ago, Shape of Water took Best Picture. Mm, that was cool. Yeah. That was a good... Mon- a monster movie won Best Picture? Like, that's pretty dope. Yeah, but if it's a monster movie... It, so, it's like a drama. It, it was a drama. With monsters. Yeah. <laughs> was that Guillermo? Yeah. Sweet. Good for a him. Monster movie drama. So, it's just, just like... Uh... Here we go. <laughs> so, y'all want to hear a synopsis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Brundle, a brilliant but eccentric scientist, attempts to woo investigative journalist Veronica Quaife by offering her a scoop on his latest research in the field of matter transportation, which, against all the expectations of the scientific establishment, has proved successful. Up to a point. Mm. Brundle thinks he has ironed out the last problem when he successfully transports a living creature. But when he attempts to teleport himself, a fly enters one of the transmission booths, and Brundle finds he is a changed man. Spoilers! God. (laughs) You piece of Devin, shit. you can't say that when the movie's 30 fucking years old. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. So? Yeah. If, sorry, if, what if, is the love interest name? Brenda what? Veronica Quaif. Quo Quaif. 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 I see. Quaif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're classy. Um, I'm getting real Yeah, I think if here. The Simpsons have done a uh, Treehouse of Horror episode based on your movie, it's probably old This enough. is not the OG, by the way. You know that, right? Everybody yeah. knows that? What? Yeah. Nobody fucking knows that? I do. From like the 50s, The Fly? Like that's this is That's an, Vincent Price. It's fucking no way. old school horror. Yeah, from horror. like 58 or 59, I believe. Well, at least some of us are uh, proving that we're trustable sources on movies. <laughs> some of us are proving that we fucking belong here. <laughs> no shit, I don't know. Ooh, some of us, I don't fucking know. Travis yes, I'm throwing done. shade your way. This is also our second part in our Spooktober series. Which uh, we'll be viewing all kinds of horror. This one's the body horror episode. Body horror. My body favorite. horror. I love seeing goopy piles of people. And I stuff like seeing going bo- into other stuff. I like oh, seeing yeah. bodies doing what they shouldn't be doing. Okay. So what? Okay, so you're the body horror aficionado in the room. What is it about body horror that like? Okay, for one of our first hangs while doing this. Like, we're just like, what kind of horror do you want to watch? And you're just like, in the, in the group chat, body horror, body horror, body horror. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. What is it about it that grabs with, you with so much? With a lot of newer horror movies, I always found the plots kind of cliche. I was just like, oh, family moves into a haunted house and there's a... Getting jerked off in the night. <laughs> jerked off by ghosts. Or there's like a haunted doll slash haunted this slash the cupboards are haunted. It's been jerking off in the night. <laughs> it's always the same shit. And I don't know. I always found body horror was fun because it's like the thing you actually see in the movie is legitimately horrifying. When you see it, you're just like, Jesus, fuck. Like, mm. it always. That is completely unnatural, and I love it. When you see the thing or the monster or whatever it is that they spent the most budget on, it's always, like, super unsettling and horrifying. And it looks unnatural as hell. Like, you look at society, (laughs) you could skip the whole movie and still be creeped out by the last 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah. I haven't haven't seen it. Ooh, that's a good one. Sweet. So yeah, it's we You want to just watch the last 20 minutes of it right now? <laughs> Boop! <laughs> just, well, that was, I mean, well, that honestly, was disgusting. <laughs> honestly, I would be down to watch it after this if you want to watch the last 20 minutes of Okay, society. cool. We could probably do that. Oh, yeah. Um, the shunting. So it sounds like... um. Hmm, uh, a, a lot of the times, like, yeah, the monster could either be like... It could be scary, but you might only see it a little bit in a movie or something like that. Yeah. Or it'll be just really shitty. But a good body horror, it's going to be fucking disturbing. 
to the max, and it's going to show you it so much. Yeah. yeah. It just it's, it's the it's the part that they are s- exploiting, right? Like and it's so un like unsettling like yeah, like you can show me a ghost that goes boo and you'll be like fuck. Like yeah, you don't like but that. But if you show me a slow needle going into the side of someone's stomach, you don't even have to show like you don't even have to show all the stomach. You just show like a fleshy thing and a thing going into that thing and yeah, we all when go you, whenever, you, whenever you have like yeah, flesh transforming or being harmed or being opened in some way that's not just, you know, a stabbing or a blood It's very or relatable. It's really visceral, and it mm-hmm. really gets a reaction out of your, like, primal brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, being like, this is not right. This is not okay. Like mm-hmm. a growth being pulled off your body. With yeah. Like a bunch yeah. of goo attached. Or even just something oh, yeah. as simple as, like, a really deep splinter. Yeah. Love it Because, yeah, a deep splinter. You could be like, this is fucking awful. And it's something that could happen at any point of, point of the day. Speaking of body horror, we got a story. Oh. Brandy, no, take it away. I'm not putting this in the Brandy, take it away. I thought I had strep throat for like a month. Turns uh-huh. out I just had a tonsil stone. Whoa! That you nope. just have to pluck out yourself. Did you do it yet? Yeah. Can, oh, it was why so you want to do it? You fucking fi- weirdo. Can we film it and make a buddy horror movie. <laughs> you could have. Tonsil um, stones are fucking awful. Yeah, I yeah, didn't know see, about them. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't know, know that they were that. that they were a thing. It's so gross. Have you had one? No, but I've seen them. Here yeah. I am. Pounding antibiotics. Yeah. And my doctor never, because I took a strep test like a month ago. Yeah. He never phoned me to tell me it was negative. Ah. So I'm just like, instead of going to see him again. Applaud. Applause, doctor. I just went and got more antibiotics from the pharmacy. (laughs) Stronger ones. Stronger ones. Just start popping fucking horse pills. You know in Haosu when someone just like looks in someone's throat and there's an eye or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. But it was my wife. <laughs> the tonsil stones are I gross. remember when, I believe it They're was... They're very gross. Yeah. Who did I watch the thing with for the first time? Was that you or Travis? It, it was could... probably, I mean, I watched it for the first time with Brianna at the Metro, and that was fucking dope. I can't remember. I swear it was one of you. Anyway. I, I, I've there seen were beards involved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sense. the first time I saw it, I didn't know what it was going to be about. I, uh... Watching it, I was just like, oh, this is like a 70s, 80s, badly filmed pile of crap. And nope. then by the end of it, I had an entire love for a new genre of movie. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah. what an eye-opener, right? Oh. It's legit. Like, every every time I see, like, a top ten list for body horror movies, it's almost always alternating between The Fly and The Thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Always. The Fly stands up to The Thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited. Yes. And, I'm, yeah. and if, uh, if, I'm, if my guess is correct, I'm pretty sure the creature effects are by Stan Winston. Is that the same guy? No, Rob Bottin did the ones in The Thing. And then after he did The Thing, and because it almost ruined him, he kind of became a recluse after that. It almost ruined him? Yeah, because he had his team working, like, because of the the amount of effects, he had his team working, like, 24 hours a day for weeks. Yeah, that's fair. Just making the weirdest shit. (laughs) Not to mention, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think some of the scenes were stop motion? Uh, I think some of them might have been. Yeah, there's loads of that is fucking claymation. Yeah. Not just claymation, but like uh they would have to like for example, uh the the autopsy scene where the guy gets his hands removed, that was actually I think a digital effect. No, there was there wasn't motion. anything digital. Was it like eighty two? Yeah, there was no digital in eighty two, man. Sorry, not digital. It was, it was a stop motion. Uh when it when the when the uh, spoiler alert when the guy's <laughs> stomach opens his jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, but to, all of the alien, 
All of like the like weird heads poking out of shit. Yep. All the goopy stuff. It's all, all practical. The, every all of that was done by a human hand. Yeah. Yep. Not um, wild. So and therefore and yeah so claymation stop motion. And we've made this argument before, but it's a perfect example of why we all like love uh, practical effects. Mm. Like we we fell in love with Psycho Gorman because of it, mm-hmm. yeah, and The Void, mm-hmm. both by Stephen Kostansky, just because Kostansky's. he's so good at yeah, it. Canadian legend. Yep, and love him. You look at the remake of the thing, in uh, what was that? It 20, wasn't a remake; it was 20, a prequel, twenty eighteen or whatever. But like, I, I'll all, watch it for the it lore. Was like two thousand nine. It was pretty old or something. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah, twenty eleven. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, the from. Uh, Ramona from... Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. I thought it was a She's little more recent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. I'll watch that. Anyway, from what I heard, they wanted to do a lot of practical effects for it, but... They had a lot of practical effects done for it. Oh, and then that... Did they cut and it? And then the studio decided it was going to be too expensive, to keep so going. they went digital. Pieces of shit. And it wrecked it, huh? They, yeah. they No, it was even worse. They digitally removed the practical effects and replaced them digitally... Yep, yeah. that's so bullshit. It, I watched an interview with Phil Tippett, um, and uh, like, there's just like a quote that uh, I heard from him. Dinosaur supervisor. Yep. Yes, dinosaur supervisor Phil Tippett. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, I thought it was great. He says um, CGI looks real but feels fake. Yep. Whereas, uh, is it, did he say claymation or practical effects feel fake but look, look real. real? Yeah. That is. Hell yeah. That's that. That's true. Like it's a, it's it's an actual thing in space that's been like worked with by 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 a human hand it isn't technology trying to to just like fit in perfectly it's the imperfections in it like uh that that um, bring it bring it to life yeah and i remember being a kid and i saw a clip of like peewee's big adventure or something like that Pee-wee, yeah and, and there's with, a part uh, with marge. buddy's face large marge i forget i haven't seen it in for i only saw it once in a very long time ago i'll rewatch it but there's a part where someone's face is like does some weird fucking fucked up Yeah, shit she turns into, like, fucking Ratfink. But for, like, a second, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Large Marge, the chick who uh, he, he attempts to get a, a ride from when he It terrified him. me. Yep. It fucking terrified me. That scared me when I was a kid. Also, the intro to the Twilight Zone movie. I haven't seen was that Was fucking, like, jarring. Really? Another good um, example of, like, present-day practical effects is Super Deep. The Russian movie. I can't wait that to watch that. We were that. talking about like the story itself is meh, but the practical effects are like, and they're very body the, horror. It, was, so, it wasn't yeah. all practical. It was, a mix. it was a mix, but it was like which is, I think the way forward and like creepy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the way forward because what if like you're talking about the thing how like they already had these like practical effects. Yeah, done. they already had a bunch. Well, of why don't you just keep choose which ones to be practical and choose which ones to be digital? And and have that mix because yeah. there's a there's a I'm, time and a place for both. I'm yeah they they have to they have to enhance each other is is hmm. what it has it, yeah practical yeah practical and visual and visual effects they have to or computer effects they have to they have to be able to enhance each other work hand in hand yeah yeah they have to work hand in hand because there's definitely a place when you cannot do things practically yeah. no like if and you're you flying through a vortex of all the, like in a Marvel movie yeah that's if CGI you're fl- if you're flying in general. Yeah, well, <laughs> duh, yeah. but like you know, like all like the psychedelic and whatever swirling shit. You're not gonna do that with a practical effect. You're not gonna do that with fucking claymation. Not you can get that. Although that would be fucking trippy. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, uh, but yeah, you know, like, what I, you know what I mean. Yeah, your entire movie can almost suck in every other department. But if the practical effects are like knock it out of the park, it's like I'll still watch your movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely like, because you can tell like how much, just how much. Goddamn, we're talking about zombievers right now, and skill, <laughs> and, and skill it takes to make those things. Mm-hmm. Let's get this fucking shit show on the road. Here we go. Yeah, uh, if we're doing a follow-up on 80s haircuts, these are bad 80s haircuts. (laughs) Even on Jeff Goldblum, I do not have any resemblance of an erection. It would have been funnier if the reason he becomes mutated is because somebody picks up the phone and tries to dial someone. (laughs) Get off the line! (laughs) Dial up teleporters. (laughs) Yeah, if that was like... (laughs) Changed in the fly. Get off the line, ma. What? Is she going to spy on him in the shower? Of course she is. It's Jeff Goldblum. She's got to see that fucking... That mediocre con? Yeah. <laughs> that slim hog. <laughs> I hear they call you the fly. Because <laughs> I'm hung like one. <laughs> a monkey? Where did he get that monkey from? Oh, you know, he's just rented a monkey on the... He just... He got it from the uh... Amazon Prime. <laughs> I was gonna say he got that monkey from the pawn shop. <laughs> you can get anything in the pawn shop, including a monkey. Oh, that monkey got turned inside out. Oh, that was gross. Yep. Where is he getting the baboons? That's a good question. Where the fuck is the baboon salesman? The baboon here? store. The local door-to-door baboon salesman. Selling fucking baboons to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, maybe he got oh, it from the baboon store. Baboon. Okay, maybe he didn't get them from Amazon, but Costco. He got a six-pack. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. Okay, so if a fly is enough to fuck him up, what if, like, somebody... Pissed in there. <laughs> I was going to say farted in the machine and some, like, farticles no, got sprayed on the farticles. wall. Then you'd get a made you get a fart elemental. He's transporting and he's got <laughs> he the fly in there. He turns into a giant turd. It really well, is. You can farts. see one of his nuts. <laughs> Roll credits. Did they crimp that baboon's hair? It looks like it. Like that's a, a 80s baboon style. 80s baboon perm, please. <laughs> um yeah, I what the look I'm going for? You know the baboon in the fly? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Like, I love him. Willem Dafoe was considered for the role. Oh, Dafoe would have nailed it. Yeah, yeah Dafoe would have been good. Yeah. Except they would have had to like change all the camera shots so you didn't see his huge dick hanging down. Was <laughs> he hung? Like, it's like a thing. <laughs> really? Apparently, yeah. he's got a massive hog. That a boy. In in some movie where he had a naked uh, well, they scene, they had to do a body double that didn't have such a big. <laughs> <laughs> because they were just he like, was too hung. <laughs> They were like, your dick's too big, it's going to be too distracting during this minimal nude scene. Oh, the world was kind to him. They knew they had to make up for his face. (laughs) Yeah, I got the short end of both sticks. Yeah. Not one of them. Wait. They were like, Willem Dafoe, you you look like a dented trash can, but... (laughs) Here's a ween. Here's a ween you could club a seal to death. Here's a a foot-long ween. We're just over halfway here through the fly of David Cronenberg, and uh, it's creepy. It's gross. The uh, the fly hairs are giving me the heebie-jeebies. Is everything you want it to be so far? Uh, there's a th- there's a scene. I suspect I'll probably 
be waiting for? The, the, I don't know. There's the several. Big yeah, there's going to be. Yeah, of course. But as far as like the halfway point, it's, it's, I think it's great that he isn't just going for all the crazy body horror right off the hop. It's like it, it, you saw something weird kind of early on, and now it's slowly building. Yes. Definitely building tension. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that he looks like a... More and more like a meth head. Like the backside <laughs> of a rusted out dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with bubbles and rust. Yeah, he's he, he is looking yeah. he looks really gross. fucking gross. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's just going to get worse from here. Yeah. So, whoever, whoever got that uh, best of like like makeup, prosthetics, and Chris all that Wallace. stuff... Chris Fucking nailed it so far. Yeah. Yeah, he looks disgusting. <laughs> Good mm. job. And then the makeup really added it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum looks disgusting. No, he doesn't. And now oh, he nice looks man. even more thanks to Chris Wallace. I gotta say, uh, it's the least attracted I've been to Jeff Goldblum. He he grew distinguished. As a straight man, but uh, yeah, definitely better looking in the old age, yo. Even Jurassic Park. I mean, that was only ten years later. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have the same? Didn't he have the same haircut too? Almost More Jurassic or less. Park wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he had a big old have... fucking perm. Did he? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Life um uh, 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 um uh, finds a way. <laughs> God, he's weird in that movie too. Apparently, flies are really horned up too. It's weird. No shit, they only live for like thirty six hours. <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to become pregnant and just burst open with flies. <laughs> like, so, you... I wonder how, like, so, yeah, he he's getting goopier, he's way stronger, obviously he likes a lot of sugar now, things are changing about him, but, like, what are, like, um, where where is he getting some of these things from? Like, do flies, like, if you touch them... Like just like ooze weird white <laughs> shit. That's how they're able to like stay on walls. Is like the little bit of mucus from their hand on their hands. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's how okay. they're able to climb and all that shit. So he's like gross Spider Man. Yeah, but he's Fly Man. What if there was like just a... doesn't have the same ring to it? Yeah. Not what if there was like David Fly Cronen... Lad? <laughs> what if there was David Cronenberg Spider Man? You know? <laughs> It'd be a very It'd be different... Man Spider. It really would. Yeah, yes. Man Spider. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> David Cronenberg's Spider-Man. Brandy, what are you thinking? Um, yeah. I like it so far. Um, the, yeah, he looks disgusting. And, like, the hairs <laughs> in the back of, on his back. <clears throat> We've all pulled some of them out with tweezers, am I right? No. What, them, like, uh, big, long, ingrown hairs? No. I don't actually think I've ever really had one. Gross. Nothing that I haven't been able. Gross. To... What do you mean? I've never had one. No, I mean they're just gross in general. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. You're not gross. The the ingrown hairs. Wow. Thank you. Wow. For the first time in my life, I don't feel gross. He's a little gross. Not as gross. I'm a, You're still a, gross. A, a little gross. It's We're all gross. gross. He's not part Except fly. Brandy. He Brandy's extends. not gross. Yeah. Um, I'm really like it. I'm thinking the best actor so far is the baboon. <laughs> Typhoon the baboon. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that. We gotta give credit where credits due. Ta- Typhoon is doing very well. Yeah, Typhoon is. He was right. when he was like annoyed with the fly. Yes. Yeah, that was so good. Those involved with the making of the film, including David Cronenberg, remembered that babo- that the baboon, whose name was Typhoon, was very much a wild animal and not an actor. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, visual effects supervisor said in a special features documentary that Typhoon was once startled by the flashing lights in the telepod. And broke the door off to get out. Holy shit. <laughs> the Wrangler and Jeff Goldblum, who is 6'4", were the ones who had to keep the primate in check. They're very volatile, and there's no such thing as a tame baboon. No. 
Jeff, because he was much bigger and stronger than the baboon, was able to dominate him, and the baboon's wrangler said it was a good thing that the baboon formed that relationship. Otherwise, there could have been big trouble on the set with some of the female members of the crew. Ooh. Baboon grabbing Baboon ass. rapists. Apparently. Really? Apparently. Yeah, we'll just... But no, but no, Jeff, go bloom around. No, look at them <laughs> new sheriffs in town. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, just like the prototypical frame of the alpha male. <laughs> so what if? Uh, I wonder if uh, Jeff Goldblum put that on his resume from now on. He's baboon just like, wrangler, like baboon dom. Uh, also, <laughs> that would be great to have baboon wrangler on your fucking <laughs> resume. Yeah, like who isn't gonna hire you? Like... <laughs> Sir, I can wrangle a baboon. I can fucking make an Arby's sandwich. Get, get this. <laughs> Sir, this is a massage parlor. Yeah, I'm good at wrangling baboons. Uh, please get out. <laughs> please get out. Actually, fuck, please get the fuck out. <laughs> Any other fun facts, Travis? Uh, I've been looking. I've been saying them throughout. Like, there's a lot of people who auditioned and were considered and turned down this part. Oh, yeah. You can. I think the fact that. Why don't you go ahead and lay out some in case of editing? Uh, let's see, there was John Lithgow, there was Mel Gibson, there was John Travolta, there was James Woods, there was, what's his name? Ugly Big Dick McGee. Uh, <laughs> that's, his, that's his real name, but he's also known by William Defoe. Yeah, Defoe. William Defoe, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> see, they're, 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 but could you, could you, sorry, Devin, go ahead. She can say William Defoe and, uh, what's his Jeff, actual name? Jeff Gold. In the, in the movie. What? Seth yeah. Brundle. Oh. Seth Brundle. They're, they're, you know... Both scientists in the same field. He's somewhat of a scientist himself. Willem Dafoe is? Yeah, what the fuck What? Spider-Man? Yeah. You mean Harry Osborn? Yes. <laughs> he could have been. He could have played him. He could have. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a different movie. Could you imagine, like, the how different it would be if, like, if this is, like, John Lithgow... And that, like, I wouldn't be like, <laughs> or Shrek fucking be John Travolta. Different. Yeah, that would be it's just that would be a miscast in my opinion. Yeah. Like, like I I couldn't picture this being like anybody else. But also, like when I look at Jeff Goldblum, I don't think the fly. But it is interesting that this is some people hi- do him. But yeah, but I think of shirtless and wounded in the back of a jeep. Yeah, you think Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yeah, me and too. now for the next for this gen for the, the the new generation, he's uh the fucking guy in Thor. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum is I can't remember his fucking name. He was the ruler of that planet. Yeah, yeah. I I, can't remember his name. I liked him in, in Thor three. Not uh, in Life Aquatic. Yeah. What else? Yeah, just his stuff in indie films. I think. So is this like? This isn't really a cult. Is it a cult classic? Kind of. It's more like a genre film classic. It's, yeah. It's it's too big to be a cult classic. Is was, it? What do you think? I was gonna say it seems like it's more popular and far reaching than just yeah. a cult movie. Yeah. I, I definitely think it was one of those movies, kind of like the thing that end up gaining a cult following years after its release. So it wasn't so? big at the time. Well, no, it got a fucking Oscar. It did. Yeah. Yeah, so this and the thing just seems to be a part of like horror science fiction that was able to break out of like these like niche era areas and break into the like the mainstream ish culture. Kind of yeah, work their way to the top tier levels of like widespread horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beat out all the other ones. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Yeah. I think the thing is way up there. Yeah. It's a horrifying fucking movie. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, it is. I'm excited to be horrified by this. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently we're just a little spooked. 
Got any fly uneasy. facts? Fly facts. They like poop. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Back to you, Brandy. Right. Snack of the fact. night. <laughs> <laughs> Keep with the fly theme. Our snack of the night is just flies, shit. human shit. <laughs> a bowl of dead flies uh, kind from of, from the windowsill. Kind of, uh, there's a bunch of candy on the table, so it's kind of keeping up with the theme. Flies like sugar. Flies like sweet things. I like sweet things. Everyone rub I your am face a fly and rub your hands together. <laughs> Should we all indulge in snack of the night? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I always see SYC or Sick Sick Brewing. Psych. Psych. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they have a table at the Strathcona Farmers Market. I always walk past it, and I'm curious, so I've decided to pick some up today. And today we're drinking the Sick Lit Rattler, proudly made in Edmonton, Alberta. It's a light beer, two point three percent juice. This um the fruit juice. It looks like there is uh what do we got here? Grapefruits, tangerines. Shall we? Lit was a term used by blues and jazz musicians in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It spoke of the sweet spot in which musicians drank enough to be relaxed and play better. Enjoy this tangerine and lemon rattler while finding your sweet spot. Keep cold, enjoy fresh, is what it says off the side. I should have. Very nice. Good stuff. Should have said I that. thought you were going to say like the 2040s when they're just like, let, sack. I didn't realize that lit was from that. I didn't era. realize it was that old. Mm, mine just I know that hipsters from that time. <laughs> these are good as a, a little bit of ice. These are good as a smoothie, though. As it frozen, I'm really sorry. If any of your beers are going to be frozen, that's a good one to have. Ooh, that's good. That's true, it is good. Maybe just put it. Oh yeah, if it was frozen, it'd be totally bulldog like. That's great. Put it in your nips. I Warm did. It up. I did it. Put it between my butt cheeks. Put it <laughs> between your knee nips. Don't you put it in your nuts? Ooh, that's chilly. Yeah, I'd well, get, you I'd, said to, so... Don't you put it in your butt. I'd give this a solid 8 out of 10, even though it's hoppy. It's a hoppy Rattler? It is hoppy. Yeah. It's a pretty hoppy Rattler. For a Rattler. Rattlers usually just taste like fucking, like, soda. This one tastes significantly more like a mm. beer. That is actually, yeah. We S-Y-C ha- Brewing in Edmonton. That's sick. Really good. We have had another one of theirs. Um, mm, I've had a couple of their beers. I think we had the Pineapple... Sour, it's the FOMO sour, but it's very good. Ah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I didn't get it. I'm sorry for freezing the Rattlers. Thanks, Josh. Still delightful, still delicious. Well, back to the movie. So, that guy who uh, he arm wrestles and like snapped his arm in two, he looks familiar. He is a uh, Canadian heavyweight boxing champion, George (laughs) Chuvalo, fought Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, was never knocked off his feet during his career. Holy shit. That's pretty dope. That's some a compliment. Or a Hell yeah. Accolade. That's some a compliment? That's some a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff. Ugh. Jeff, you're oozing. Get some Neutrogena, you sick bastard. These are two. What the? Oh, there you go. There I didn't goes know his if fingernail. He was, yeah, the fingernail. I didn't know if he was pulling teeth off or fingernails off, and I don't like either of it. Oh, oh man. God. The That's rest gross. of this episode is just going to be Brandy going, Whoa. Gorge. Look at his finger. That thing's girthy. Oh, <laughs> no, 
Nope. Fusion of Brundle and Fly at molecular genetic level. Genetic level. Yes. Completely changed. He realizes now he is becoming Fly. Fly Brundle. He's like, it's too late. All I do, all I desire is shit. <laughs> all I do now is backflips and fuck. It's awful. <laughs> backflips and fuck and have a taste for shit. You're in love with the fly, man. I'm pregnant with Stess, baby. Oh, oh, it's gonna be a fly? Question mark. What if, just, what if it's just a bunch of flies? Nope. That is a shitload of prosthetics to put yeah. on. Dude, how long do you think that would have taken? Like uh, Approximately five hours. Ooh. That's it? Ooh, yeah. Body. Well, I guess they would have had a suit, a mask, and then matching the makeup around the yep. faces and, and the teeth and the prosthetics and the teeth. Oh. I'm impressed at that little. He goes into the monster's lair, and then he slowly puts together his shotgun. Yes. Don't worry, I brought my musket. We'll be oh, it's safe. an over-under 12-gauge. Is that what you wanted from me? Actually, yes. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> it is a browning 12-gauge over-under double-barrel shotgun. Christ. <laughs> I love how you just have, like, a, like, a, like autistic boy Encyclopedic knowledge. knowledge. You don't guns. need to be a autistic gun kid to know that that's an over-under 12-gauge. Oh. That is fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's the scene you live for. Yep. Ah! Oh. Body horror at its finest. Yep. Jesus. This is like, why this it's always in, be disgusting. This is why it's always in those lists, man. Like, did she have a fly, maybe, or not? <coughs> a flaby? I don't know. A flaby? Maybe we'll a see in... A flaby? <laughs> maybe we'll see in... The Fly, the sequel. So who wants to hear a practical effects tidbit? Yeah, let's hear Me. it. Seth's melting eyeballs were created using condoms. The outsides had contact lenses applied to them to match the makeup worn by Jeff Goldblum. The insides were filled with KY jelly and pieces of shredded rubber. Fishing line attached from the fake eyes to the back of the prosthetic insect head. As the head expanded, the condoms were torn apart with the KY falling perfectly through the orbital sockets. Damn. Gross. Did his eyes melt? I didn't see them. I just I saw his head that. split apart. His head split apart and his eyes like just went. Oh, you mean when he's Whoa. when? Oh, yeah, during that when whole he's when he's sloughing off all yeah. his skin. Yeah, that is Fuck. such an incredible sequence. I now, get it now. I get why it's always on the top ten lists. Yeah, I was yeah. just like eh, Jeff Goldblum in a rubber goop suit. Like, in a rubber goop suit, looking like he's got a bit, like, old, oh, a bit of the old, a bit of the old big C. <laughs> That was goopy. That was in like just incredible. That will always be disturbing. And that, also, um, uh, a thought popped in my head. Um, would you say that this is? I feel like this is like especially the ending. Uh, David Cronenberg's uh, more empathetic films. By the end of it, like you feel for the the creature. You feel for Seth. Yeah. Right. Like he wants you to. He realizes that he's not getting back to normal, and that it's he's a he's a completely failed. To, like kill me. Right. Yeah, like, but only till the very last moment when he like actually puts it oh, to his head. Yeah. Before until then, 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 he was trying to. He was a man. Well, he had it. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He had a. He knew like maybe I could come back and eke out some level of normalcy, but no, I'm part toaster now. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but, but seriously, like... Look at me, Mom, I'm a Transformer. Videodrome. <laughs> w- w- where's the human empathy in Videodrome? No. Or or Naked Lunch? Or, um... What is it? Existence? 
that it's none. There, there, there isn't any. So it's just something that I, I noticed and I thought I'd bring it up. I really enjoyed that. That uh, I thought the uh, bug suit was about as far as it was going to go, but I've never seen a Cronenberg movie. Is your first? Okay. Uh, first classic Cronenberg movie. But yeah, the whole scene with the, with the transformation. Yeah, That's that was a fucking doozy. Other horror movies, when they show you the thing and it's just like the big part, most horror movies or horror media, I don't get the same reaction where I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like you might have like a specific scene that's extra scary or frightening or whatever, but they don't usually get the same reaction as like grade A body horror. Yeah. You know, it's like in uh, The Void when he summons the alien. Through, or it's, uh, what was it? One of his experiments. Or oh, yeah, man. Yeah, but like. and the th- Oh, the thing gets birthed from. Uh, yeah, man. Like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Does, it, nothing else procures the same reaction out of me. Yeah, it. it- it's just phenomenal, and it's a masterpiece. Um, yeah, like w- when I think things on the same level as the thing, like I can't, I can't imagine another like movie. What would be what, what would be place three for eighties body horror? Uh, or no, 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 let's not even just say eighties. Like this is incredible. It's it, it's got to be a tie. Is it a tie? Is there one that's better for the body horror itself? I mean, this and the thing. I think. Are no, no, no. But like, are two. they tied, or is one better? Probably the thing. I think I the thing has way more elements of what the fuckness. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's more yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This there's the. But you understand what he is, and he's just like gone through a kind of tragic mishap that is the source of all the goopiness. But the thing is just like fucking scary because it's like you have no idea what this thing is okay so i'm gonna say that the thing is a better example of excellent practical effects being used in a bunch of different ways um and it's an it is an excellent horror sci-fi but i'm going to say that the fly is be is a better body horror because it all of the horror focuses around the human body Mm. yeah have you ever seen an american werewolf in london uh I saw bits and pieces of it a long time ago. It's more of a comedy, right? Mm, some of it was, but the the tr- werewolf transformation scene is definitely some serious body horror. Yeah, yeah, cool. What are some other goopy movies we watched? Uh, the Void is very goopy. Reanimator, The Void, Brain Damage, Brain Damage. Is it goopy? It's a little bit, yeah. Is it goop? We haven't watched that. Oh, like stuff like spitting stuff. out goop. Yeah, yeah, but like I mean, like splattery and goopiness like you know in the void when uh, just like frank and hooker when in the void when like there's like Purple that monster titties. that's just yeah. like that like shriek there's like a couple like shrieking horrors and it seriously looks like some of the effects are just like someone just like hitting just like a hand like a soap dispenser just <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's goopy you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i like some goop. oh tetsuo yeah yeah tetsuo for sure yeah Oh boy! We've seen some goopy flicks. Mm-hmm, I really, I, I think we should watch the other two Reanimator movies at some point. Are they good? Because they definitely up the up the wacky factor. Yeah, it's yeah. already a bit too wacky for me, but I'll watch it again. It's very, very fucking wacky. Colorado yeah. Space had a really good, yeah, body horror scene oh, that was yeah, really yeah. unsettling. Uh, the Void, obviously, and Society 
society. Those last few. Yep. Those yeah. last few. Uh, it's not a good movie, but the ending of it is uh, goopy. <laughs> Strange. Yep. Some kind of goopy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, super deep again. I mentioned that. That's good. I really want to watch that one. So, final thoughts for uh, for the fly. Final thoughts is I'm glad I, I got a. I'm glad I finally watched it from beginning to end. Okay. Yes. I've, it's always, it's, yeah, it's one of those movies you always see on the top list of horror and body horror and, and practical like, effects makeup and you need to watch this if you like horror and horror. yeah, I'm, I'm glad I finally got to watch it and I got to make my list of the classic movies Devin hasn't seen slightly smaller. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if you're the body horror, if you really, you oddly, it might be something weird about you that you don't get sick of body horror. No. Me either, man. <laughs> you don't get it ever. You never body horrored out. It's my biggest fear is mutilation. Yep. So oh. I think maybe that's part of it. I love it. I love seeing bodies do things they're not supposed to do. I love okay. sideshow. I love sideshow. I love freak show. I love like street performers that do fucking weird shit. Contortionist. First or second or third date material for you? Hmm. <laughs> Depends on who you're dating. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely going to say... you wear your ass as a hat? <laughs> it, <laughs> how delightful. Um, this is definitely a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah? For sure. And, yeah. Uh, I'd probably I, I go 9 just because it was slow at the beginning. Mm, yeah. There's some Did slow. you think so? It is a Would bit it slow. Would it have felt less slow if we weren't fucking around and actually listening to the dialogue? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's not a perfect movie for me, but it's damn close. It's a 9. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yourself, then? Uh, I would give it nine misplaced fingernails out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking weird. That was so gross. It's, uh, you know, you always have these misconceptions or, like, preconceptions about these classic movies you haven't seen. Like, there's a lot. I'm ashamed to say there's a lot of them for me. But, um... It's always nice when they're better than what you thought they were going to be. Yeah. Brandy? Yeah, Cronenberg just has a, a, like, he just has his own flavor that nobody else can do, really, like yeah. him. So I'd say for... <laughs> flavor's gross. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that gross? gross? What flavor is that? Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's always very visceral. He, he, he just has his own style style that, that that is just, like, so unique and unsettling. Like... Especially if you look like 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 Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch is like where I was introduced to Cronenberg, yeah. and I was just like, these effects look weird and like rubbery for some reason, yeah. and like it just yeah, and kind of like low budget looking, but even though it isn't like low budget, yeah, and even though like so it's from the eighties, so of course it's dated in a lot of things, but it still holds up as like a good movie overall. Like it's engaging, mm-hmm. it's makes you. Go. You care about. Yeah. Think, you, you, yep. I think you do care about the characters. Yeah. I do. I cared yeah. about, especially uh, once he realized what happened to himself and wasn't just going crazy on the sugar. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's. Um, I loved it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I'd give it uh, nine gross fly black back hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm going to give it uh, nine Jeff Gold, Goldblum perfect butt cracks. Nice. <laughs> nine slops of flesh out of ten. There you go, yeah. Slops. Sloughing, Sloughs shuffling of flesh. mass. Just gooping, dripping off. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up uh, episode two of our uh, like classic horror series. Uh, join us next week 
four, three. Um, yeah, we could probably extend it if you guys have something really crazy that you want to send us, send our way. Uh, you can find us on, 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 on Facebook at Weird Movie Night, uh, or uh, Weird Movie Night Podcast. Um, Instagram, uh, Weird Movie Night. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I was going to say, yeah, throughout the series, we're going to be exploring, like, the classic tropes of horror. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, we got body horror in there, probably some psychological horror, classic horror. Cosmic uh, horror. Cosmic horror. We're going to have probably a slasher episode. Yeah, I'm thinking so. So, um, if you are into any of those, way too much intimately for... More than is healthy, then uh, keep tuned in. Give us your favorites. Yeah, we might watch them our way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and we'd like to thank, as always, our official, unofficial sponsor, the Lobby. Kevin, you do good work. I hope that place never closes ever. All right, everybody, have yourself a good spooky night. <laughs> spooky <laughs> nights. Yeah.